Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. One of my absolute favorite things to do is to feature some of you, the audience, Team Flynn. We have two members of the community today, April and Eric Perry from LearnDoBecome.com who are gonna share with us their origin story, but also April and Eric are experts in organization in terms of architecting your life, how to become more organized and more productive. And April has become quite known in the space of productivity, having a community of tens of thousands of people who follow her work in order to get out of the mess, to get out of the the piles of rubble and paperwork and and all this stuff, email inboxes included. So please make sure you pay attention because we're gonna learn a lot from April and Eric and how they do what they do. But they were also attendees with their kids at FlynnCon this past year, and they wanted to offer some advice for all of you, whether you come to FlynnCon or not, just anytime you go to a conference, April has a system for how to get the most out of it. And after listening to this episode, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna start adopting this exact strategy too. So you gotta make sure you stick around. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And before we get into anything, here comes the intro. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he can't grow a beard even if his life depended on it, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up? My name is Pat Flynn, and welcome to session 394 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. We're here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And there's no better couple that I can imagine bringing on the show to talk about exactly those things than Eric and April Perry. So without further ado, let's get into the episode right now. Here they go. April and Eric, welcome to Smart Passive Income. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. We're so excited, Pat. Thanks for having us, Pat. I'm so stoked to chat with you about your journey. And also, uh, you had both attended FlynnCon this past year, which was really amazing to see you there. And and you have a lot of advice for people because you go to these events quite often and you've been able to figure out how to get the most out of them. So stick around because we're going to talk a lot about that. But I want to talk a lot about both of you first. I, you know, you have this amazing brand at learndobecome.com and you teach a lot of people how to essentially stop drowning in all the mess of, of life sometimes and all the piles of stuff that kind of pile up uh, in our lives. Um, how did you both get, get started in, in doing this? Okay, well, I grew up drowning in piles. So my home growing up, great family, but we didn't know what to do with stuff. And so we just moved things around in circles. And when Eric and I got married, we started doing the same thing. I would move his piles and he couldn't find anything. It was not a good working system. <laughs> and really, I feel like we can relate so much to the Smart Passive Income community. And we are part of the, that community because when you're trying to raise a family and you're building a business, Eric was working full time. We're building a business on the side. We're learning how to work together. So much going on. And it just felt like the stress was getting so, so bad (laughs) that we didn't know what to do. So I started using a planner when I was 13 years old, always loved organizing, but I started just creating lots and lots of lists and trying to work from lists and trying to do everything I could to get some kind of clarity and order so I could get things done. 
but it was so, so hard. And then I read the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen about 10 years ago, and it kind of locked into place everything that I had been learning from productivity seminars and books and things. I came home from work one day and she was just bubbling, gushing about this (laughs) 300-page corporate book that she's read. It's like, it's all so clear now. I get it, right? (laughs) I'm like, wow, okay. So I spent a week literally in my pajamas, serving the family cereal for dinner. And I built my command central and it was this little system to handle all of the papers and tasks and projects and got my emails to zero. And from that point on, I felt like my mind could finally rest and I could get things done consistently, even with a family. And I just started teaching people just for fun. I had friends over, like 10 people came over my living room and I just taught them just for fun. Like I didn't charge because them. Because who doesn't want to pull the house and have an organization? <laughs> I just thought it was so great. Room. And then I started writing articles and I started just teaching people. And Eric, meanwhile, he's a, like, he was born an entrepreneur and he'd gone to business school and he had just a lot of you know, business experience. And he said, April, how about I help you and we get this out to more people and we actually build a business on this. And so Learn to Become is about more than just organizing, but how we start is helping people get out of the piles. And so we've helped hundreds of thousands of people with our trainings and have had tens of thousands of people now come into our community and learn how to build their command central. We're working on 25,000 step command centrals all over the world right now. And it's so, so fun to watch how it's just taken off. That's really amazing. Eric, I'm, I'm curious, at what point did you see this as a business opportunity when you saw April sort of bringing her friends over and stuff? Like when did it click for you or was it always something that you thought it might go down that route? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, I think always I've seen kind of potential of things that she's thought of and done, but, you know, she had found the solution to her own pain point, right? Kind of be able to scratch her own itch. That was really how the whole program started. It wasn't necessarily to have something to market or to sell or build a business around, but it was just really fun to watch when a person can identify something they're passionate about, they're good at, and they want to do something with it. You know, most people around them want to encourage that and support it. And so, you know, she'd done some of these trainings in, uh, in informal ways in the community and online in a few places with some friends. But then she realized, you know, people really want this. And so she formalized it. In fact, funny story, you know, she actually built this, you know, to make it sellable. The first time she put it all into about a 30 page PDF, right? Mm -hmm. And people would email a little bit of money, you know, whatever we were charging back then. And we would manually send it back to them. (laughs) They'd just send the money to PayPal. We would email them the link to the PDF. (laughs) Right, right. So it reminds me of the story, you know, when you had that, you know, lead exam, you saw those first sales start coming in and you start seeing an ability to kind of help promote that a little bit more. So we talked about the ability to kind of do some classes, maybe use some online technology to teach a live class. And as we did that, we realized, wow, there is something here. People are really excited to learn these principles. It's a very simple eight module process that every little step of the modules are just 10 minute microbursts, we call them. So people were coming in, they were getting these quick wins, like you talk about in super fans. We're helping them get success early on and they could see their way through to building the system and getting their lives back on track and getting a handle on them. So then we kind of explored getting into Facebook advertising and starting to create more opportunity, people kind of coming to the class we were teaching. I remember one of the first webinars I ever went to about how to set up a webinar or Facebook ads was uh, from a friend of ours, Rick Mulready, down there in San Diego. And it's just so funny because this little class I took taught me how to start using Facebook advertising, some paid advertising to kind of start generating more and more people, finding those people who would have that need and come in and sign up for the class. And we teach this class as a standalone kind of 45 minute class where four steps are taught that that's as far as they want to go. That's wonderful. They'll learn a ton. But we had so many people at the end of it. And April kind of had a concern about, oh, I don't want to feel salesy. I don't want to push anybody. And we got to a place early on in our webinar experience teaching these live classes where we taught the four steps. Then we said, you know, if this is all you need, that's fine. We're so grateful to have been able to serve you. But if you want to go further and you want more, we have other resources we'd like to offer to you if you're interested. And that right there, being able to come to come from a position or a perspective of service and helping people move forward, offering it if they wanted, really changed the game mm-hmm. for us. So as we had all these people come through, People were just so grateful. There wasn't a high pressure sales pitch. There wasn't an expectation or requirement to have to buy something to get information results. They love what they got. And then so many people would come through and also want to become part of this step community, the steps to everyday productivity is the program we call it. And it has been so rewarding just to watch, you know, tens of thousands of people over the years come in, go through these eight modules. People will always put in the Step Mastery Facebook group that we have there before and after pictures and just show us where they were starting from. We always encourage, so take, a, take a before, <laughs> right? Because it's one of the things you can actually physically take a picture of and then send us your after as well. And so people are so proud, so excited to share what they've achieved, what they've accomplished, how their lives are transforming from that. So 
uh, kind of a long-winded answer to your question. I, I always saw there was an opportunity there. Wasn't necessarily trying to capitalize it on just a business perspective, but also I think from the influence, right? How do we help make people's lives better? How do we help them solve this major pain points so they can move on in the direction they want for their lives? Love that. I mean, this is exactly the kind of stuff I I, I I really get off on because because you're helping people and you're making money at the same time. April, I want to go back to when you like invited your friends over for this and you just wanted to offer that to them for free because I think those little micro tests offer so much value. And it reminds me of like when I was really big in the food truck space, kind of building foodtrucker.com, that little niche site that a lot, a lot of you know about. A very popular way that food trucks get started is these chefs who just have this amazing cuisine, they they cook for their friends, they invite their friends over and their friends kind of see the idea, that, hey, you know what? Like this should be a business. You can make some money off of this. And that's a lot of how those food trucks start. And this sounds like a very similar start, but you know, there's a difference between having friends come over and teaching them for free and then having other people outside of your network and reaching out to them, you know, trying to attract new customers. In your mind, how did you get over the difference between, you know, hey, I'm just sharing something for free with friends versus, hey, I'm here to actually provide something of service to you, stranger, but I'm going to ask you to pay for it as well. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, when I first invited my friends over, it was purely because I had finally found relief and my brain wasn't stressed anymore. And I just wanted my friends to feel the same way. So I wasn't even thinking about it like, oh, maybe I'll do a business about this someday. I just honestly thought everyone needs to know about this. And I'm just going to send an email to all the people I know in my neighborhood and just bring them over. And so I set up chairs. And I think I was even sick that day. I could barely talk, but I just, I had three pages all typewritten. <laughs> I was so excited to show them. The problem was when I showed them, I, I gave them a little bit of information. They all were like, oh, thanks so much. You know, they hadn't paid anything to come. It was just a night at my house. But when they left, I realized uh, they didn't catch it as much as I wanted them to catch it because I could see this is life-changing. Like this is going to change the world. That's my thought. And so then I thought, okay, I've got to do a better job showing people what this is going to do. So I started putting more effort into creating the information. Yeah. We sold a little 30 page PDF. We even said you can buy it for $30 or you can get it for free if you tell 30 friends about it and then just let us know you did. So we had these like autoresponders set up in the email. But what started happening was then people said, okay, this is actually really working for me. The more I clarified what I was trying to teach and showing people the vision, the more other people started getting success. And then they started sending me their before and after photos. And then I knew, okay, this is actually working for other people too. So then we you know, created more of a formal program that had a login. And then we were trying to build more simple ways to get it done. And we kept getting feedback from people and, you know, as it takes more time and energy and resources and all of the, all that's required to run a business, then, you know, I couldn't just keep doing it for free. It needed to be something that was going to sustain our family and start, you know, at least sustaining the business. But what was so interesting is when Eric came and started working with me, I feel like that's where things really clicked. And this is what I want to emphasize because I know there are so many people out there with amazing information who are creating courses that can change people's lives and can really serve a lot of people. But if you don't have a system where there is consistent traffic coming in and you don't have a consistent sales mechanism to help people learn about it and buy, you're just going to feel stressed out, always trying to build organic traffic or always trying to have sales or, you know, reducing the price or trying to figure something out to make it work. That's really stressful. But when Eric took the Facebook ads course and he's like, okay, April, you've already taught a webinar a few times. How about we'll bring Facebook ad traffic? Now we have consistent numbers and you can help people to be able to come into the program if it's the right fit for them. And he even had on our bathroom mirror with a dry erase marker, he was writing the numbers for the funnel. Like, okay, here's how many leads. In then the let's talk about conversions. Yeah. So like, so <laughs> I, I like the bathroom totally clean. <laughs> our mirror always had these funnel numbers on it. But he was showing me, hey, April, it's not just about doing a good job teaching people how to get organized. It's about actually looking at the numbers and how much are leads going to cost? And then what could the conversion rate be? And, and at the same time, it was never looking at our community as numbers. Not it was always looking at you have a mission and you want to serve. You've got to have the business and the numbers to back it up. And that was something I wasn't naturally good at, but he was. So I feel like when we combined my passion and my excitement for helping people to get organized 
with his passion to help actually create a solid business under that, then the magic started happening. And now we've taught, I mean, literally we have hundreds of thousands of people and our, our Facebook posts reach millions every week. Like it's pretty That's amazing. Crazy. How does that feel? I mean, this question's for both of you to know that you have this much of a reach and you're helping this many people. I get a little nervous sometimes, to be honest. Like I sent an email this morning, you know, to 120,000 people. And as I'm pressing send, I'm like, that's a lot of people that I just emailed, you know, and we have a good open rate. And so I'm like, there's a lot of people who are going to be reading that. Or, you know, when I see numbers that have an M, you know, that million next to it, sometimes I feel like, wow, that's a lot of people. But I think what I'm learning is that when you have a vision and you have a heart that wants to serve, and I think that's who you attract in your community, then the more people you can reach, the more people you're going to serve. And so now I feel like I just feel happy and excited and grateful. How awesome that we have technology you're today. Let's let us do now. this. Sorry, you go words. ahead. Eric. My two words <laughs> are going to be excited and grateful. So you just hit both <laughs> of those. Because there's excitement, right? When you realize how you can line your passions, your interests and abilities up in a way that's going to truly serve people, help make their lives better, help them make their own lives better. It is such a beautiful feeling. Like it's wonderful. It's fulfilling. And then there's that sense of gratitude because we know April and I, we haven't done this all on our own, right? There's definitely higher power. There's a huge community out there. A lot of things that are working to help make this happen. So extremely grateful for our community and the things that are happening there. And it really is, it's coming out from a perspective of serving first. In fact, our two sons often now go to school wearing two serve first t-shirts they picked up at FlynnCon. We'll talk about that a little more later, I'm sure. But I love it because it's influencing them now and how they think about how they maybe contribute to some things we're doing in our business that we run from home. Or even our 11-year-old started a couple kind of yard care, lawn care business and say, Dad, I really just want to serve them and take care of them, make sure they're really happy with what I've done and so that they can get the result they want and they're happy to have me come back. And I'm like, these are wonderful lessons for them to learn. So I, I just love that that's been able to help increase the reach and help more people have those lives they want. That's so amazing. And, and I got to meet your kids at FlynnCon as well. They're they're wonderful and and, and they're going to do great things and they have great parents to to learn from, obviously. I want to go back to the, the business a little bit more before we dive into uh, some interesting stories that we have to tell about how we first met and connected back in 2014, actually, and how that sort of plays a role in today. But with the business and for those of the, the listeners out there who they're just like so inspired right now, they, they want to be where you're at, helping loads of people, generating good income, being with family, but they're struggling, they're, they're stuck, they're not feeling it, they're, they're trying, they care, they actually care about their audience, but it's just things, things aren't working is, it, is the answer, do Facebook ads or, you know, that was something that was uh, an accelerator for you. But what, what do you both believe is the one or two things that people who are at that level who want to get to where you're at can do that would move the, the needle more than anything? It's such a good question. question. Well, we just had dinner actually with some friends who are in that spot right now where they have a course that they just created and they're starting to get out there, but there are so many options. Like, well, what do we do? Do we just go buy ads? Do we just, you know, what do we do? And as Eric and I, and we actually, we've been talking with a lot of different couples and different friends who are trying to do something similar. And the first advice that I give is you have to have a product and a process to purchase the product that gets your customer so excited to come in. If you don't have that, it doesn't matter how much money you spend on Facebook ads, they're just going to flop because people aren't super excited. So I think the number one thing that helped us be able to accelerate is we learned how to discuss the pain point. For example, I've been teaching how to organize papers and emails and files and things like that for 10 years. But just a few years ago, I went to a conference and I thought, okay, I really need to get my message. Actually, it was um, Don Miller, StoryBrand. He was speaking at a conference and he said, okay, you need to be able to explain, you know, who you serve and what you help them do so that what, you know, what's this this, uh, kind of elevator pitch you could come up with. And I used to tell people, oh, we help people get organized so they can strengthen their family. Like that was how I explained it. And people would say, oh, that's nice. Get organized, strong family. That's great. But they they weren't super excited about coming in or they didn't know if it was the right fit. So I started practicing different phrases as I would talk to different people. And then I told people, someone asked me, okay, what do you do? And I said, well, we help people to stop drowning in piles of clutter. 
And then everyone's eyes lit up and they said, oh, have you seen my desk? Have you seen my bedroom? Have you seen my house? We have piles everywhere. We're moving piles around it. Everyone started talking about their piles. And so we're like, okay, maybe let's try that. So we put on our class, it's called how to finally stop drowning in piles. And then all of a sudden, people just started really resonating with that. So the name was huge. And then the second thing that we did is inside of our class, we had to figure out what is a special bonus that we could offer that helps people make the decision right now. Because Eric and I serve people who are chronic procrastinators. So it's a little difficult when you're serving procrastinators to say, hey, do you want to buy now? (laughs) Or do you want to buy later? (laughs) I will buy later. (laughs) And we even have that joke, you know, how many of you are professional procrastinators? And everyone's like, me, I'm so good at procrastinating. So we had to come up with an offer that felt so exciting to people, but no risk and felt good on both sides and no pressure because I want people to know, hey, we can help you change your life and you don't have to do it today. You can do it some other time if you want, but if you want to do it today, here's what we're going to do for you. And then give them really special benefits so that they can join now and feel good about it and feel excited about it. So once we figured that out, then we had the messaging, we had the sales mechanism in place. And then as we got the Facebook ads coming in, those just became... Do you want to share the secret sauce or no? You can share the secret sauce. Okay. Do you want to share it? So if your audience wants this, this is actually something that just made the world of difference for us in terms of, yes, yeah, sales conversion on our classes but it also helped people get the results and set them up for success. So we tried a number of, you know, fat, what we would call fast action bonuses and, you know, digital business, but just to encourage people to make that move, right. To take the step and come in and try the program. We offer a 60 day money back guarantee, which we easily and fully honor, right? We want people to know the risk is on us. They can come in risk-free, but we went through five or six of these. And finally, I think it was April's idea. She said, what if we tried this? And so we brainstormed it out a little bit more. But what we do is we have a mastery program and a self-study program, right? Self-study is just the eight modules on their own. The mastery has a bunch of additional resources and community that make it easier to get the results faster with community support. What we did is we said, if you buy during our class right now, the first five or the first 10, whoever, uh, however big the class was that day, the first who buy mastery will get a free self-study to gift to a friend. And that made everything change, right? Because people get really excited about being able to come into a program. They now have something they can give to somebody else. And now they're benevolent, right? They're the gift giver. It builds in a form of accountability partner, someone they already know, love, and trust. They can work with and help them get the results that they're getting as well. And they realize it's going to help make it easier because they're going to help them understand how to do it. So there's so many, and we don't market to those people. We just say, you just give us their name and email address. We'll send them a login to their free account. And it also, it doesn't cost us anything because it's a fully digital experience and a digital program. And I will tell you the conversion rates, the experience, people's success rates and getting the results in the course, making things happen. It just took off, like off the charts. And it was just so awesome because people wanted to come in. We'd often have to extend it to more people in our classes because people were like, is it too late to get in on that? I, really I have a want sister that. who needs I have a this. Sister, I have a, I have a friend neighbor. who needs it. And what's really cool about it, it, though we don't market to them unless they come and they want to do more with us or want to upgrade into a different program, we don't market to them, but they'll be connected to us, right? They've actually helped us find another population of people who have those same needs, those same pain points, and is they're able to get results. Like we've seen tremendous growth in our business so just from that <clears throat> side. And yeah, a whole population of people we never would have even known about or had connection to necessarily has now come in and they have the ability to learn and, and develop these abilities and get those results. So that right there in terms of taking your your major offer, and, and it really skewed, I'll just give a little bit of a percentage, it moved almost all of our buyers, about 85 to 90% of our buyers moved up then to become mastery buyers. We had a small few who had buy self-study, but people wanted to get all that was being offered there. So that was you know, something that people are considering what their product offering might look like might be something to consider. Yeah, I haven't ever ever heard of anybody doing that before. And so people who get the mastery early or fast will get a free self-study to give to somebody else. And I could see how that could definitely help. And you said that was limited to a certain number or is that? Either we would say if you buy during this class or if we had a huge class, we'd give it to the first you know, certain number. And so we could kind of put it together so that there was an incentive to buy. Right. And the thing is, some people would say, oh, I'm really not concerned about a free self-study for a friend. I just want the best pricing. Yeah, We're like, great, fine. you can buy tomorrow right. you know, or the next day before this specific offer expires. And we do change our offers. So sometimes we'll offer a special boot camp bonus or we'll give a special bonus in their library or something like that. So the people who bought long ago, they get grandfather 
grandfathered into everything. All so it's awesome. Yeah. And then people who are buying now, we just let them know, hey, you're going to get the best ever. But if you want to wait and join the future, totally fine. Just know that the offers and bonuses change. And so what that's done is we've had some people who've come back you know, three or four times to our classes and they're like, okay, finally, I'm ready to buy. <laughs> but that's great because we let them know we'll yeah. always make sure it's worth 10 times what you pay if right. or more. So we just feel like we've got the offer done in a really good way that feels good to us feels good to them and it honors where they are in the process. You know, not everyone's ready to buy right that minute and that's okay, but we let them know, Hey, when you come back, we'll still have great offers for you. And just, but you're going to want to buy now if you can. (laughs) We're there to nurture our community at whatever stage they're at. Whenever they're ready, that's great. We never want to have any pressure there. And we share some of these tips to kind of answer that question you asked, Pat, because people might be really struggling or frustrated with like, this just isn't taking, this isn't happening. I would just point out that keep in mind, this took us a process of months or even a couple of years to keep honing in and refining the message of what the class taught or the webinar, the, the right offer, the right way to present the offer. And I would just say, don't. one of the pieces of advice I would give is just don't get distracted or don't get discouraged and give up. Because if you know that you've created a program or a course or an offering that really is solving a pain point, it's really going to help people. I think it's believe in that and let that sustain you and keep experimenting, right? Little micro tests and things like that to be able to know what's going to happen there. One other thing I was just going to throw out is just kind of that Venn diagram that Jim Collins puts out in his book, Good to Great, it's making sure that what you do have truly is hitting that point for your prospective customer, your prospective community. You know, I remember being in a marketing conference once and heard the phrase that people don't buy products, they buy feelings, experiences, and identity. And I think you're trying to have whatever messaging you have around the offering you have, help those people identify how it's going to help them to feel better, to be happier, to have better experiences and truly the identity they want. And just the Venn diagram from Jim Collins is just making sure that whatever you're going after in terms of what you're offering and the business you're building centers on kind of an intersection of three major things. One, you're passionate about it, right? You can't hear any passion in April's voice, but helping people get organized, getting out of physical, digital, and even I emotional I can talk about processing files. papers for she the rest of my life. That. She just loves it. There's a passion. So number one is passion. Number two is that you're good at it, right? Jim Collins says, be the best in the world at. That feels a little intimidating, but as long as you're really, really good that the world around you would say, hey, I would love to learn from that person. And then the third part is making sure there's an economic engine to it, right? That people would pay for that service, that product. And when you can find the alignment of those three things, passion, being world-class and having people being willing to pay for it, you really have found your sweet spot. Then it's just being patient, but persistent and finding the right way to message and market share that with people. And and you asked really quick about the paid advertising. I think that's helpful if you can do some of that, but I think involving people, sharing that opportunity organically, there's a lot of ways to bring people in, get them excited and encourage them to share with their friends like we did. I mean, that sounds kind of crazy. Tell 30 of your friends and we'll give you the program, but it really did start to create a little bit of a ground. It's a proof of concept, I think, first of all. And then once you have that proof of concept and you know that people actually want it and that they're getting benefit from it and they're using it well, then it gives you more confidence because there is a little bit of pressure. We first started doing paid advertising. Remember, Eric said we did three webinars a week and Eric said, "Okay, our advertising costs were just paid for by this first class. So now the next two classes this week will be profit. Or it will help us cover other costs and problems. Right. But I was really nervous because I thought, well, what if nobody buys on classes two and three? (laughs) What if we just wasted all the money? And so, you know, I was super stressed, but Eric had, you know, all the numbers written on the bathroom mirror and he's like, April, we're going to be fine because we had the numbers to support. We knew, okay, typically this percent will purchase, you know, typically this is how much we spend on ads. And so we had the numbers working and I love that Eric has been so solid on the numbers. He's really been a strength to me because I know a lot of entrepreneurs who just kind of pay a lot of money and then hope it all comes back. And that's not a solid business. You've got to have the numbers. Yeah, I would say invest a little, do these micro tests, even in Facebook advertising, you do stuff on very small you know, numbers. And then as revenue does start to come in, you know, contemplate what percentage that you want to reinvest back in. And that's what we've yeah. done. We've really bootstrapped from a small beginning, little by little, year after year. I mean, we've been at this now since 2015, yeah, almost but no five debt. years. We went into no debt for We're this. trying to be very careful, no debt, and just little micro investments and then scaling those up little by little. And then for those who might be looking at paid advertising, just a quick little tip that I'll throw out that was also really helpful to us. As we wrote really good ads, you know, some good copy, and we've used a lot of before and after images. There's actually one before after image we used probably for four years that just Everyone people loved. Everyone loved it. Loved. And it was just <laughs> one image, and we could just keep running it. 
But one thing I would try to do with every ad we'd put up in different audiences or different targets, I would be the first commenter, right? So you're trying to invite engagement, right? People sharing what it is they're overwhelmed by or what they would like to get from the class or just any questions they might have. But if you put up a paid ad, wherever it is, Facebook or elsewhere, be the first commenter and elicit people's contribution. And it's something, an idea you talk about several times in Superfans, just hearing from them, opening the doors, right? Being out there to greet and connect with them. Because I was amazed how many people in cold traffic would actually come in and start dialogues. We've got a couple of amazing people on our teams as well as us that would be out there answering questions and responding and just connecting with people on our ads and it just created that sense of, okay, I really do want to learn more from you. Someone's with taking you. care of me. Yeah, it, these are real people <laughs> the and, and it creates that real human connection. So I know it sounds like maybe a strange little tip, but be the first commenter on some of your ads or posts inviting, you know, questions and comments and engagement. It really does make a huge difference. Love that. We've dropped a lot of resources here during this conversation already. I want to reiterate some of those. Uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. You were talking about something called the hedgehog concept in those Venn diagrams. So if you want to look that up, you can. We also gave a shout out to Rick Mulready, who uh, has been on the show before. He's a good friend of mine here in San Diego, and he's all he's all in on ads and such. Um, and you also talked about super fans, and I, I appreciate you for that. And you are doing a lot of the things that I talk about in the book. I mean, even the the whole before after thing, um, that's about my chapter, Drive the DeLorean, like show people what things can be like in the future. And, and you have to really paint that picture for them because they're going to want to want to have that. And from the interactions to the audience and the community that you're building, it's all the amazing things. And this, this really takes us back to, you had mentioned this before we hit record, 2014, when you first saw me kind of talk on this topic. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? I would love to. And I hope I don't talk too much about how much we love you and admire you. But yeah, it was a pleasure. I've got a chance to go to NMX, a conference there back in 2014. And and Pat was one of the speakers there, one of the keynotes. And he did such a great job. And there were so many things. It's interesting. I went back and looked at my notes back NMX 2014. And April has me organized, right? So I can find them. <laughs> but I actually pulled them up. And I was just going through the principles that you taught there. And the, the topic was how to convert your casual readers. This is back more in the blog days into raving fans, right? And I love that it's now become super fans, but the very principles, you know, I was just looking at, I want to make sure it's very clear. You know, we've been influenced by Pat Flynn and a lot of amazing other individuals who have become now friends as we've worked and grown. And a lot of the things we've done, a lot of things we've learned and tried have come from their great, their, their great influence. So Pat, we yeah. sincerely thank you for that. It's been thank fun you. to be part of, you know, Team Flynn, part of that community, the SPI and the other stuff you've done earlier and just learn and grow over the years together. But it was just funny because I was looking at the four main points. You said, ask for the answer, community involvement, create gigs and events and reach out and highlight community members. And so many of these principles, I mean, they've been in our subconscious for five plus years as we've really striven to, or strove, striven? (laughs) Strived? 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 I don't know. As we have strived to build this community, it really is, we call our community community. We call our, our, our team members team members, right? Because they're not, you know, followers or subscribers, right? Or customers. I love how you have those crossed out on the cover of your book. We are looking to build a community because I love subtitle, the easy way to stand out, grow your tribe and build a successful business. And successful business is kind of the third point there because you really are trying to grow the tribe, serve them and make an influence in their lives. So yeah, I just remember the the chance to hear from you. And I remember, I hope I don't give away too much, but he had this amazing way to kind of start and an amazing way to end. He actually involved the audience with this amazing magic trick that he yeah. did. That was so cool. I won't go into deep detail in case stopped. wants to use it again. You stopped the magic trick? I stopped. You know, this presentation I did at New Media Expo, which is a blogging conference that no longer exists. And it's just so crazy because that was the first time I did this presentation that's formed uh, and reformed itself many times over as a result of a lot of people knowing that this is such an important topic that they've invited me to speak on their stages. I've probably given this talk 15 times all around the world, uh, including Australia and other places. And um, so thankful that one of my good friends, Jay Bear, convinced me to write a book about this topic. And right now, as many of you know, Superfans is now the book and where this concept came from was twenty seven or 2014 in Las Vegas there, like Eric was talking about. And the magic trick was something I did at the end to get every, everybody involved because that was one of the principles. Like get everybody involved. When you get everybody involved, they become invested in you and your, your stuff. And I had learned from a magician this magic trick that would involve the entire audience. And it was just so stressful that it was like... <laughs> 
I don't think I could do this everywhere all the time. And it involved a can of pineapples and stuff. And I was like, I, I don't know if I could find pineapples in Australia. It's like, I don't know. Oh, well, you pulled it off it. masterfully. It was awesome. And I've loved as I read over my notes, how you've taken each chapter, you know, to be able to expand more deeply. Because some of the examples you use in the book where you were sharing and teaching back then. And it love, I love how you've amplified it. So if any of Pat's listeners, anyone out there hears this and you haven't had a chance to pick up this book, like not to shamelessly promote it, but like <clears> it <throat> is phenomenal. And yeah, all, all three of the books that he's written, it's been so fun to read through. And just Pat has such a conversational, friendly style about him and everything that he does, but his writing is the same way. So it's just been so much fun to read through and go deeper. Well, and I just want to add something on the hope that this brings. Like, I feel really, really excited to be here on your podcast yeah, because we've been listening to you for a long time. And I just think back to, I guess maybe it was 2014, we started listening to his 13, podcast. 14. 13, I, would, I would go jogging around our neighborhood listening yeah. to, to Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, and a few others out there. Yeah. Just, and I would run faster with you, with you guys in my ears. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, kind of like we're talking to, to Shane Sams, right? He jumps off his lawnmower. He <laughs> runs so in. Excited. This is going to change our life. I'd come home from runs. And He'd I be got so excited. awesome times until April. And five years ago, when we were going through this, five, six years ago, I couldn't quite imagine the life that we have now. I didn't, I knew that there were good things ahead, but I didn't know how good it could be. And I didn't know hundred percent that we could replicate what we were learning. But Eric would come home so excited to say, okay, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. Look what they're doing. And he'd be showing me and creating this vision. And then we started going to the conferences and we started implementing what we were learning. And it was pretty amazing how it didn't happen overnight. I mean, we we spent a lot of time learning and tweaking and figuring it out and getting on the phone with clients and, and talking to people afterwards. I mean, Eric would be on the phone and helping people. Okay, what do you need? What would be more helpful to you? How was the class we taught? I mean, Eric was with our clients, really making sure we were doing things well. But, but you guys who were kind of paving the way and doing this before us really gave us hope. And we're hoping that we can help provide that for other people who are listening right now thinking, <laughs> I want this too, you know? Well, one thing I would just say, one of the many things that we admire about you, and it was really something that was really helpful to me early on, is that you were so transparent, so open. I mean, I know that you, you share so much of how and what you do, helping people learn from your, I think one of your earliest phrases on the, on the crash test dummy, right, for online business. And it was so helpful to know, okay, he's out there trialing and erroring, making mistakes and helping us learn so we don't make the same mistakes. And just that transparency, even with some of the things you'd share about business processes or kind of income reports and things of that nature, it just gives the ability to say it's replicable, right? And I know you talk about that in the book, you know, giving people the factory tour can open the doors to people around you because we do have a curiosity to see how could I do that? And I think it creates that hope, right? And a vision and a dream where people could see how they could then adapt those principles to their own success and their own process. So what you've shared, what you've done over the last five years, six years that we've been exposed and connected to you. It has been life-changing. We are sincerely grateful for that. Thank you both so much. And you both attended FlynnCon and your family was there as well, your kids. And you had mentioned before we started recording that you would love for this episode to be something that, you know, perhaps at this point that people could listen to when they come to FlynnCon too, or go to another conference because, and we're, we're speaking to professional organizers here who go to conferences quite a bit and then can kind of distill and take that information and execute on it. Obviously, they've done that. So I want to kind of spend the rest of, uh, the, of the time here to provide a resource for people when they go to a conference. How can they make the most of it from your perspective, uh, having done this many times and with your expertise on top of that? Yes. Absolutely. So April's the expert on that. I'll let her speak to that just one second. Before I have her jump to that, let me just, just talk about just briefly how much fun and how much we loved FlynnCon. We took our three youngest children. They're between the ages of about 11 and 17 because when I saw Pat put that information out about this first ever FlynnCon and it was going to be a family-friendly event, and yes, there's a lot of stuff we can do with our families, we have always admired your kind of focus on balancing your life and your work with the needs of your family and what they would, would, would benefit from. So we took our three kids. We had a great experience down there. There was actually a track and some activities for, you know, teenagers and kind of tweens. And it was just awesome. Our kids loved it. And a lot of the speeches and the, the sessions as well were just phenomenal. And maybe the highlights. So any of the teenagers or youth listening out there this past time, there was like this awesome arcade set up in one of the side lounges and they had a kind of a Super Mario Brothers or Mario Kart tournament. And it was awesome. They had people qualifying for it. And our, one of our youngest son was actually fortunate to qualify for that. And Pat invited the four finalists up on stage to play for the, the championship there. It was just so <laughs> like much the fun. highlight of this whole summer. <laughs> oh, he seriously is like still talking about it. Oh, that was so cool. 
cool. Uh, that, that was so such a great experience. And, and that's going to happen again next year, just so you know. Awesome. That's awesome, so awesome. Great. So yeah, such a family-friendly event. We love being able to take our children there, largely because we wanted them to see what it was we did. We went to conferences, who we were meeting, the types of things we were hearing, and letting it be a little bit more on their terms. So thank you, Pat, for pulling that together. Yeah. Okay, you're, so you're, I have three tips, though. Okay, sorry. No, no, <laughs> no I was just going to say you're welcome. You know, I, I designed it for this exact purpose, so you could bring families and, and have everybody understand kind of what's going on, because we entrepreneurs, we often, number one, feel alone, so we want to go to these conferences, but then we also like leave everybody else behind when we yeah, go. Yeah. Like, why not all just go together? So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, thank, th- thank you for that. And I'll uh, send you your check later for, for all the amazing <laughs> testimonials and such. But no, I'm just kidding. But April, why don't you take it and, and tell us, co- okay, and this is for me too. Like when, when we go to conferences, how do we make the most of it? Okay. So this is so important because when you invest the time and money, you want to be able to get a positive ROI. And we've gone to a lot of conferences and I can 100% say I get a positive ROI on every conference. And this is the exact process (laughs) that we follow. So I'm going to give you the secrets. It's just three really simple steps. Okay. So first step is you need to come with your questions or your outcome. What is it that you are looking for in the conference? Is it simply mindset? Is it figuring out how to make a funnel work better? Is it figuring out your product? What do you really want? And even writing down one to four or five questions and having them at the top of your notes, it's going to help you give direction to which classes you choose to attend, to who you want to speak to during the breaks, things like that. And most people don't go to a conference with actual questions written down. They just go kind of thinking, well, let's go to this conference and see what I get out of it. All right. So then point two is that we want to be able to take our notes using certain symbols that will help us to later extract the best points from what we learned. So I have five little symbols that I use in my notes that help me. So as I'm taking the notes, I am essentially highlighting and I'm making it simple. So at the end, when we move into point three, it's going to be really simple. And we have a little visual photograph yeah, of those we'll symbols. We'll, we'll send those to Pat. You can put up on a post if he wants. Do we also have a free printable of kind of uh-huh. conference yeah. notes that we can? We'll put it all in the show notes for everybody. That'd be great. Awesome. Okay. So I'll just briefly explain what these five symbols are. And of course, people can edit them to meet their own needs. But these are five that I found work really well. And I've used them for years and years. Okay. So the first one, it's a question mark with a circle around it. That means these are questions to think about because a lot of times you're going to hear a speaker and you're going to think, oh, that was a really good concept or, oh yeah, I really need to consider this more. You know, am I really living my passion right now? Or am I trying to live up to some image of success that someone else has created for me? And those are some of the deeper questions that I thought of when I was at FlynnCon. And so you write down the question and you put a little question mark with a circle around it. Uh, The next one is just a little arrow. That means first priority. Sometimes you hear something in a conference and you think, if I could do this right away, it would totally double my business or it would take away the stress or whatever. So a little arrow for that. Then I just have stars for great ideas. And then I have a little image of a book for any books that are recommended because that's what I love about conferences is people will say, oh, have you read this? Have you read this? So I'll put a little book. And then the final one is I have little brackets and I put brackets around anything that's more of just an executive summary of what I would want to talk to Eric about. Let's say he's not at the conference with me or maybe a team member. So that way, when your team member or your spouse says, oh, hey, how was the conference? You don't say, oh, let me sit down with you for three hours and I'll read you all my notes. You just say, oh, yeah, let me give you the top five things that I thought that you would really appreciate. It's hugely and helpful. then because Eric liked the executive summary version better than me talking for <laughs> we hours. We go deeper on <laughs> Okay, so does that make sense? It makes sense. I, I think I heard Eric say he wants to go a little bit deeper uh, on a couple of those points. Yes. Well, I think he meant as I'm giving him the executive summary. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Then helpful, if he wants to go say, deeper. Oh, I'll go deeper on that one and that one as opposed to hearing all. He doesn't want me to reiterate, you know, everything that I've done. Because most people, I mean, when you look around, most people at conferences either sit there and don't take any notes or they write everything down, but then they get home with a big notebook full of stuff and they don't know what to do with it. Okay. Well, actually, just a quick aside. Actually, after one conference we went to a few years ago, the conference had ended. People were starting to kind of part ways and stuff. And I found April sitting in a, on a couch for just 15 minutes. And she just kind of like looked at me and said, just give me 15 minutes. And she was doing kind of this breakdown, a quick, you know. That's an- step annotation. three. I'm about to explain. Oh, she's explain. <laughs> but when you do what she's about to explain, like literally she gets so much out of every conference because of this. It's, it's amazing to watch. Like I don't get nearly, I don't do it as well as she does or all the time. And she's getting so much more mileage out of what she does in her conferences. Okay. Have we built it up enough now for step Step three? three. That was a good teaser. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
So step three is where we create a one page sheet with your key takeaways. And the important thing is this has to be done before you get home and you get back into your email or back into your family life because you're not going to remember everything or you won't be able to prioritize as easily. But I would do it sometimes on the plane ride home or if the conference was close to home, I would sit down in a corner somewhere or if I knew I was jumping into something right after that, I'd make sure I had some quiet space. Because what happens after a conference is something we call post-conference letdown syndrome. Let down syndrome. <laughs> Back to life and everything just comes rushing at you, right? All the emails, the calls, the family. You're like, the... why do I have a vision at all? This so if is you can so make those 15 hard. minutes after the conference on the flight home, you will extract everything and get the results. So this is what we have a worksheet uh, to help you to do. So I can put the link to the worksheet on your show notes as well. But essentially, you just have one sheet and you divide it into three sections. So top left is as soon as possible. This is where I have maybe five to 10 things that I want to prioritize. They're going to go right into my command central right when I get home. And so like, for example, we met Brendan at your event and he was going to help us do some SEO work. So we already had an appointment with him, hired him, worked with him. It was awesome. And that was something I wanted to do really quickly because we're getting ready to do a site redesign. And that was really important. So you have, yeah, top left corner is as soon as possible. Then the top right corner is kind of like, well, this is Sunday soon. So it's kind of the next tier. It's not essential. We don't need to do it right now, but these are the key ideas that I really don't want to forget. And then at the bottom, it's just great ideas, thoughts, other things that I enjoyed from the conference. More like the inspiring quotes or just something that I learned there. Here's a principle that I learned, or here's something that I remembered that I want to continue to remember. And so when I go through all my notes and I extract, like I go through, you know, the arrows that I put into my notes that were first priority, those typically go in the section as soon as possible. Um, the little books that I've written down, some of those will go into, yeah, Sunday soon, or here's some other books to kind of put on my list for later. But I take all of those symbols that are in my notes, I quickly go through and find the most important things that I learned, put them into this one page summary, and that's what I process when I get home. So we have our whole command central process where we go through and we organize what are my current projects, what are my next actions, what's going on the someday list, and you get everything organized. And so that way, every conference that I attend, I've been able to get the best ideas, put them into my system, but then all the other good ideas are saved, they're organized. I take a photo of this one page sheet, I put it into Evernote, and then I set little calendar triggers to review, you know, a month out, three months out, six months out, so that I can continually go back and say, okay, what did I learn at that at FlynnCon? Let me go look at those notes again and see if there's anything else I want to put into my system. And I have these calendar triggers set up so that FlynnCon isn't just helping me for a week, it's helping me for the whole next year. And I'm continuing to go back to those notes and I have it all simply digitized, easy to pull out the action items, and then I actually implement it. And really, I will 100% say that has been what's helped us to scale our businesses. It's the conferences we've attended, implementing it, buying the software, hiring the contractors, reading the books, figuring things out. And as we put those things into practice, the results started coming. I mean, not just financially, but really helping us in all areas of our lives. Wow. People are going to have to re-listen to that because that was amazing. <laughs> I have it all spelled out. I'll give you the link to the post. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, a couple questions for you, starting with the first point, which was, you know, go to a conference with an objective and understanding sort of what, what you want to get out of it and, and whatnot, which will help guide what talks to go to, especially for those larger conferences where sometimes they have 20 going on all at once. So I think that's really key. However, if you were to finally sit down and, and and do this, which I know, like you said, most people don't, they just go, oh, cool, that's kind of my people, so I'm gonna go there and we'll see what happens. If you aren't able to come up with an objective that aligns with that conference, does that mean to you like, hey, maybe this isn't a conference we should go to? I think that's a really good point. <laughs> I mean, I think, of course, there's power in getting out there, but if someone's just starting a business and they don't have either the money or the time to waste, I wouldn't do it. I mean, everything that Eric and I do is with a purpose. We have a deliberate purpose for going to FlynnCon. And we usually not only have one purpose, we have multiple purposes. Like FlynnCon wasn't just to help us with business ideas. A lot of it was to help our children. You know, you really created that environment where we wanted our teenagers to come and see what's possible. And I actually asked our children to do this before we went into FlynnCon. I had them write down their piece of paper. What do you want to get out of this conference? What are you hoping to learn? 
And their questions were different. It was more like, well, what ideas are there for a business right. or what kind of business could I maybe do someday? But So their questions were different, but I wanted our children, even though they were there because we told them to go there, <laughs> they hadn't signed up. We invited them. <laughs> we, win the Mario Kart competition, yeah. you know, whatever it was. But I invited children to do that too. So, you know, I think it can work either way. But I know that there are a lot of people who literally spend thousands, tens of thousands. I even met someone who had already spent $100,000 on courses and conferences and had never made a penny in her business. And so there are a lot of people who just like going to conferences. And if you have the money for that and that's your entertainment, that's fine. But if you're trying to get results, I think you're absolutely right. If you don't have specific things that you want to learn or get out of it, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's the best investment. Right. Thank you for that. And then the follow-up question I had was related to point number three, which was giving yourself time to sit down and understand what the key takeaways were. I like how it interacts with your second step and the keys uh, and the legend that you created. I think that's really smart. Do you do this at the end of each day or only at the end of the conference? And second part to that question is, how do you have the energy to do that? Because usually by the end of these <laughs> days, we're so drained and, you know, that's the time at which people go, oh man, that was a, that was a long day. Let's go to happy hour. Let's go out to the restaurant and 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 then you don't want to be left behind. So, well, see if I can speak to that. Actually, great, great point, Pat, because I think, you know, April is an introvert. And so being at conferences, I know others, you know, others out there are probably in a similar category that they are sometimes depleted and exhausted. They've been doing a lot of listening, learning and interacting. And I will promise you, though, I mean, knowing that that's her personality type and kind of, a, you know, how she gets her energy, watching her sit down, even if it's just a little bit of that, I'm going to take these 15 minutes, just 15 minutes to sit down and be able to process and kind of decompress and kind of put it into that format, into a one page. You don't have to get everything done, but it's a good start, if not completed by 15 minutes. Then you can go off to that happy hour, that social or whatever it is you're going to go do. And I think there's a lightness and an energy that's there because you know you've started clarity. to capture clarity mm -hmm. and focus and being able to know, okay, because I've been here, and it'll actually inform a lot of what you just choose to converse about or the things you do at the happy hour. Not that it's always got to be business building or relationship connecting, but I've watched her just come out of that 15-minute session after a long conference, and she's actually re-energized because she's got that clarity. It has been a cool thing to watch. Yeah, and I'll just add to that. So what I do is at the end of each day, I review my notes and look at what I've done so far. Sometimes I do start building that one-page summary based on it, but depends on how long the conference is. If it's a super long conference, I wait till the end because I know I might get even better ideas the second or third or right. fourth day. But what I do is I look at my notes for the day and then I go back to my questions I wrote down at the beginning and see how far I've come. So if I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten any answers to any of these questions, tomorrow I need to be a little bit more deliberate about that. How could I do that? So I'm always connecting it back to my questions. But what I found that's the key, and it's okay. I mean, if you decide you want to do it the next morning or whatever, it's up to you how you want to create this you know, one-page summary. But you want to do it when the vision is at its peak. Because what happens is when you're at a conference, that's usually when your vision expands and you think, oh my goodness. And you're kind of out of reality for a moment. You're actually you're stepping not your away from email. the forest of the trees to see the whole right. valley or the mountain. It's and like you this want to moment. capture it then before you get back into the forest and only can see the tree. Right. You almost feel this elation yep. and you see, feel like anything is possible. And that's when you want to build it is when you feel like anything is possible. If you wait until you got home and then one of your kids is sick and someone just broke their leg and then something happened technologically well, in your business, your yeah. <laughs> you're like, then you're your vision just all of a sudden shrinks and you don't feel as hopeful. So even if I'm tired, I capitalize on the hope and the vision. And so then what's really awesome is when I go back and look at my one page summary, I think, oh yeah, that was when I was in that space where I could see. It's kind of your higher, better right. self talking to you kind of from that conference, you know, over time as you go back and revisit it. And you ask the question, you do it day by day, you know, typically those symbols that she gave as you're taking notes throughout those become kind of your markers day by day. And then at the end, you can say, what were the best nuggets and pull those forward? One thing we did at FlynnCon, though, was at the end of each day before we went to bed in our hotel room is we just asked our kids, OK, so what was one thing that really stood mm -hmm. out to you? One thing you were really impressed about or really kind of connected with you? And it was really interesting to hear the things they shared. You know, one, for example, was two of our children, the day that both your children joined you on stage, they talked about that and that interaction and the things that they were doing, right? Even at such a young age, it's just awesome because you're helping them recognize what are they getting out of the conference little by little as they go through. That's really neat. Man, I'm now I'm getting 
inspired. I need to make my one pager from this and all the new ideas I have for FlynnCon next year too. And and uh, I just can't wait to, to see everybody there and just do it again and do it even better. My team and I, we did a very similar, like we ran the conference and then two days after, after a day off, we got together and spent six hours in a, you know, in a WeWork right next door to uh, just jam on what went well, what we could do better for next year. And thankfully we sold nearly a hundred tickets even before that conference ended for next year already. So that, that validated the, the, you know, round two and, and here we go. So. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for, for, for being here and for sharing not only your journey and how you got to where you're at, but how SPI and, and being a member of team Flynn and super fans and, and Flynn con has been a part of it for you too. That just makes me so happy. And this is why I do what I do to, to inspire others and, and, and create that ripple effect. Cause now you're helping others as well. And this is tremendous. And I highly recommend everybody go and, and check out your material. And you had mentioned a number of things that we couldn't go deep in today, like the command center and a lot of the other stuff about how you help people stop drowning in piles of stuff. And so what was really cool is you offered to uh, have a resource for people to go and check out more of your stuff. If you all go to smartpassiveincome.com slash stop drowning, you can get into uh, their program and kind of see what that's like if, if you also feel like you're drowning and stuff. Obviously, we have the experts on today to help you and you can tell they they really truly care about, about serving you. So smartpassiveincome.com slash stop drowning. That is an affiliate link if you do move forward and, and go into their program. Uh, and thank you guys for that. But any final words, maybe a quick word from each of you for the audience that's listening in and, and they're inspired coming out of this podcast. Yeah, I just want everyone to feel hope because I understand exactly where you might be right now. We were trying to build a business, working together, raising a family. Eric had a full-time job. I was taking care of all the kids. We're trying to figure out how to make things work. And so many times when you're trying to build something on the side or build something better, or move towards goals, you start feeling kind of weighed down by all the things that need to be done. Now, not only do you have great resources with Pat and so many other great people that you know he's brought on his podcast, people you've met in the industry, but also we just want you to know that there is really a lot of support available in having a system that helps you to prioritize and get things done. And so I just feel like my contribution to the world is to help people not to feel overwhelmed and really to be able to create a system to support you so you can do what matters most. So I'm just thrilled to be able to help however I can and so appreciative of the opportunity to be here. Eric? Yeah, I just had to echo a lot, everything April said right there. You know, as you come over, you check out that a class we teach. It's a free class. There are four standalone steps that really are going to help you get a handle on the projects that are important in your life, get your life more organized. There is no need or requirement to do anything with us or buy anything from us. We just want to teach that class and offer these resources like with the conferences to help people really identify what they want to do with their lives and move forward. And in that vein, I would just encourage you, many people are out there either starting or just kind of in that messy middle, as it's sometimes called. If you believe in the concept you have and that it's kind of invalidated, believe in yourself and keep going forward, right? Put your best effort, your best thinking into it. And then, yeah, gather around you the people who are there to support you. That could be family or friends. That could be online resources or communities like this with, with uh, Team Flynn and smart passive income, but just look for those people who are going to be there to help you and expand your thinking to really keep that mindset positive, to believe in yourself and put in the work. I'll promise you it doesn't happen overnight, but if you have the desire to serve people, if you really are finding a way to help them solve the pain points that they have to move their lives in a positive direction, we promise you it's possible to create an amazing community of super fans, of people who really become your friends, people who you love and really want to do things for it and help serve and support them. Like that's what it's really all about is helping people move their lives in a positive direction so that they and those they love can be happiest. So we're just so grateful for the opportunities we've had to build what we've been able to build so far for the influence of Pat and others who've really inspired us along the way and really hope and wish the same for you. Thank you both so much. I appreciate you. And I look forward to chatting with you both again soon and seeing you both again soon. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. We look Pat. forward to it. Wow. I hope you enjoy that episode with April and Eric Perry again. You can find them at learndobecome.com and also, of course, their special offer, which you can check out at smartpassiveincome.com slash stop drowning. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash stop drowning. And thank you all for listening in today. I appreciate you so much. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. Check out the show notes on the website, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 394. And I just appreciate you, Team Flynn. You're amazing. Eric, April, I know you listen to the show. You guys are incredible. Your family's incredible. I hope to see you at FlynnCon again. And for everybody who wants to check out FlynnCon as well, you can go to FlynnCon2.com and get tickets if there are any left. They are just hot off the press because we sold 100, about 100 from the event attendees last year. We opened it up and ticket prices go up every single 
beginning of the month. So make sure to check it out, flyncon2.com, and we hope to see you in San Diego July 24 to 26 next year. Cheers, take care, and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.